Good afternoon and welcome to this session. I'm just here to introduce the chair for the session, um, who is Christine Murray, uh, the, the editor of the Architecture Review, and before that, editor of the Architects' Journal. And while there, uh, she launched a, an initiative about women in architecture, which she's carried forward to the Architecture Review. And I think it's underlying issues around that subject that are going to be discussed now. Christine. Hello, welcome everybody, thanks for coming along. This session is about women in architecture. Uh, the campaign started five years ago, as Jeremy mentioned, when I was editor of the Architects Journal, and I was asked why women leave architecture. Why is it that schools are now 50-50, or even some schools are 60% women, um, but when it came to qualification, um, and that initial question was about in the United Kingdom, uh, the numbers dropped to under 30% of qualified architects. So where were they going? Um, and other professions, such as uh, law, um, had moved on, which and they were seeing 50-50 uh, representation, not always at a senior level. Um, so out of that came the, the Women in Architecture campaign and the awards, uh, which have just launched, we're calling um, for entries, with this idea that uh, we wanted to celebrate women in the profession and also begin to um, have hold a series of debates and conversations about about what was happening in the profession and why um, strides towards a more equal representation um, were happening. So I'm, I'm really delighted to welcome this amazing panel. Uh, when I moved to the Architectural Review, it was, um, it was my great pleasure to be told to, to bring women in architecture um, onto a global stage, and here we are on a global stage with, with a very global panel. So, um, so please welcome, um, from left to right, Julie Eisenberg, who's the principal at Koning Eisenberg Architects. Um, yes, <laughs> thank you. A Angeline Chan, who's deputy CEO of DP Architects. And, and Gonga Goncha Pasolar, partner at Emre Aralet Architects. Um, so just to kick off the panel, because we have um, geographically uh, diverse panel, it'd be really great to get a sense of, um, in the general profession, about uh, you know, what, it, what is the situation uh, with women architects, about their representation in the profession, where you are. So who wants to get started? Would, would you like to, Julie? Uh, well, there was just a women in architecture thing held by the AIA in Los Angeles, where I'm based. And the issues are still large in terms of representation at all levels. Junior level is easy. I think part of the difference between law and architecture over the last 30, 40 years, because 50% women enrolling has, has been the norm for quite a long time, is that I think architecture is, has been in a state of flux in terms of the way we produce uh, in a much bigger way than law has been. And I think we're not very good at keeping women in the profession when they seek to have families when change is so rapid that if they choose to leave for a year or two, it's hard to get back in. So that would be sort of a, in a nutshell from a representation point of view. But my bigger issue really is that if we're going to talk about women in architecture or minorities in architecture, what's the goal for having the bigger representation? Why, why bother if we're not doing something more of value than was done before? Goncha, would you say that's similar to where, where you are in Turkey? Yeah, in fact, even in the school and in the offices that I have worked uh, in my career, uh, the women were the majority, interestingly. 
but as a general vision, uh, when we talk about architecture and we talk about the iconic people or famous people in architecture, they're mostly men, which I don't really understand because we still work we with... We met the men, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we still work with very successful uh, seniors and juniors in the office and they are, their number is, I think, more than the male ones in the office. Uh, and I have been working here, I was working as a just an associate architect and I became the partner and I go all the construction sites and I do everything and I don't face any kind of a discrimination while doing my job, in fact. Uh, it's, it's, it's not something that I understand. Uh, if we are all together, working all together with many females, why is the uh, vision like this, is the image like this, in fact? Angeline, would you say that's similar in Singapore? Um, I'm a practicing architect in Singapore, so I'll talk about the, the what's happening in Singapore over the last uh, uh, 10 to 15 years. In the l late 1990s, in 1998, um, the number of students, let's start from students in our architecture school, was only about 30% for women. But interestingly enough, um, in, say, t uh, 2010, uh, the numbers have climbed to 63% for women in architecture and uh, building uh, courses in, um, in the universities. So you can see there's a huge increase of women uh, now enrolling in architecture school. 63% is more than the men. In our office, uh, in Singapore, we have about 800-odd people worldwide because we have 15 offices. We have more than 1,200 people. About our numbers are about 45 to 50 percent, almost 50-50 men and women. But the thing is, and, and um, I, I concur with what my colleagues say here, is the, uh, the senior architects, I think we are lacking in women. And even in Singapore, if you look at the, all the offices across in Singapore, senior women architects or women architects in management roles or senior role, there's very few of them as well. It's, it's still mainly dominated by, by the men. So one of the things um, we've talked about in the campaign quite a lot uh, has to do with this idea of the, the iconic architect or the architect, um, the, the, the architect as a singular genius, um, and these figures, the Le Corbusiers, the, the Frank Lloyd Wrights, these, um, and, and their male presence in a way. Do, do you sense that this lack of a, a kind of canon of architecture that includes these singular creative geniuses who are female, aside from Zaha, who would arguably be the, the most prominent singular figure, do you, do you think there is a, a need to invent some or, or find those in historical, present them in the canon of architecture, or do we need to do away with this concept of the singular genius entirely? I couldn't care less. <laughs> People want to be the singular genius, go for it. It doesn't interest me. I actually think it's a, an anachronistic concept that architects or artists and singularly make anything. I don't think artists singularly make anything anymore. Uh, it's a collegial enterprise. I think Carolyn Voss, who I saw last week speak, talked about architects more as creative directors. And I think there's more a parallel with making movies um, than there is with the idea of traditional ideas of art. I don't think it's constructive. I think strategy is as important as, as object. 
And I think the whole definition of architecture is undergoing change. And I agree with Julie. Um, I don't think it matters when it comes to creating architecture, whether it's women doing it or men doing it. Um, it's about creating good architecture. And really, it, by doing that, it, we are all influenced very much by our culture, by our education, and by our environment, and not really by gender. So it, to me, and I agree with Julie, it doesn't matter. I think also the same. I don't think that the gender does matter in being success successful in architecture, in any profession, but uh, specifically in architecture, it doesn't matter. Maybe there are some professions that this gender may uh, influence, but uh, I don't have that idea. And when, when I'm faced with questions like this, considering the women architecture and et cetera, I always think that, okay, what I, I am going to say, because I don't believe in such a discrimination and difference. Do you, sorry. No, there's, there's something to be added here because the three of us sitting up here are up here because we're successful at what we do. Yes. When you talk to women who aren't sitting up here, they see ceilings and they see uh, sort of what people consider as behavior that women subscribe to more than men in terms of being self-defeating. The lady from Facebook, whoever's the chair of Facebook, did a fantastic, um, yeah, Cheryl San Sandberg, about the sort of self-limiting ways that women talk about it themselves. I hadn't realized that. And so if you look at it more squarely, it's easy for us to say because we've never seen the barriers. Yes. But there are a lot of people who are absolutely confronting um, the issues of how they move through the profession, how they gain credibility in, in all, all walks of so when we, when we've done surveys and several surveys of, of over a thousand women, a lot of things that come up are um, young women feeling there's a lack of, of a role model at a senior level um, and, uh, that they can ascribe to. Either there's no female role model or um, nobody who's a mother or no one with a, a, a reasonable work-life balance and, for, and that, that they see that as... Um, as something limiting them from achieving that, or they begin to say, I, "Actually, I don't, I don't see a career path for me that I would want." No, and I think the message, and if if there's any role model out there, then the message to anyone that's not the three of us here is really to say, "It is, it is hard work." I mean, I'm a mother of uh, two teenagers now, but it's you know having to really. They'll leave. It'll be okay. <laughs> They'll leave. It'll be I know, okay. That's right. They will. They will be okay, and and that it is also okay uh, because your husbands will be okay and your parents will be okay. And I think it's setting the bar not too high for us and to accept ourselves that you know even if we are not out there every day with the various people that depend on us because we wish to pursue something that we really love and enjoy, um, life would be still okay. But. It is hard work, you know, it's lots of juggling of schedules and responsibilities and deadlines and you don't get enough sleep and you're constantly tired, but, but it's the choice that you make and um, it, like you said, it will be okay at the end of the day and, and, and it may seem as if it's easy because sometimes, you know, we appear in, in presentations or in events like this and and, and it may look easy, but it's not. I mean, it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cleaning. I mean, for me, there's a, I've got an 18-month-old, so there's lots of last-minute 
cleaning off the handprint from breakfast and, and then trying to look like I had more than six hours sleep and, and coming in and, and presenting with confidence. Um, I think um, I, I wanted to ask uh, about the perception. So that's another thing. And again, you are all you know, at a level where um, you present yourselves with confidence and you walk into that room. When you were perhaps starting out, was there ever a moment where you walked in and the anticipation was that it was going to be a, a white-haired gentleman architect and it was you? I mean, did you ever confront any, any perceptions that way? Um, from a client side? Yes, or from any side, really. I, I had clients who we didn't tell them when I was pregnant because we knew that would be grounds for not being considered. Um, I've had contractors on the building site say there'll be no more fucking swearing on the site, there's a woman here. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it all. What I've learned is that I don't have to solve the problem uh, like I see guys solve the problem. I gotta solve the problem in the way that I can do it best. And in the construction industry, which is still pretty uh, male-dominated, I found the best way is to, it sounds pathetic, is to ask for help, not to confront. And the lesson in that is that no one wants to lose face. And uh, as a woman going into the industry, as a young woman, if, I ha if someone lost face, that was the end of my ability to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So I've used that as a strategy moving forward. So it's... So uh, ask for help of the person who's discriminating against you, or yeah, ask for help? Yeah. So, so the, the guys on the site, there's nothing your uh, contractor wants more than to help you solve the problem. Yeah. And feel important and constructive in the process rather than the confrontational process. Strategies, Goncha, do you have any strategies to share, perhaps? In fact, the, the solution is the, how you do your job. When you do it in a good way, in a convenient way, because I was also faced with such discriminations. For example, my first site meeting uh, at a construction, I was much younger, and they just listened to me thinking that, okay, this lady is talking, uh, blah, blah, etc. But after some weeks, uh, realizing that you know your job, that you are talking uh, with consciously and uh, with knowledge, they accept you and it goes on like that. I am used to people saying sometimes Mr. Gonja to me in the site meetings. It's not because they discriminate, because they are used to telling Mr. to everybody, because everybody is Mr. So uh, even for we are, our roots depend on Arolat architects. Emre's parents are also architects. Her mother tells us uh, some stories that uh, they used to call him as Mr. Engineer, even not an architect, uh -huh. even not a Miss Architect or Mr. Engineer. It's just a, uh, thinking that changes in the eras and now there is not a, that kind of a discrimination and problem in my opinion. And coming to architecture to the saying something to the young generation, uh, they should know that architecture is something like, doing architecture is something like a lifestyle. You uh, organize everything accordingly, even your uh, holidays, you go to specific places to see and learn more, and you arrange the rest of, rest of your life depending on your profession. It's, it's unavoidable in my opinion, and, and it needs complete devotion, that's a fact. I think the strategy is that to always have um, 
over-prepared to know your work, to have the right answers, and to go into the room knowing what you have to do. I do have a story, though, about uh, w women being discriminated, and it's not uh, my class against me. Strangely enough, it was me about me. Um, this was about 10 years ago or more, and, and that's when I, obviously, I'm a lot younger and look, look a lot younger, and I was um, going in to present our scheme for the Dubai Mall. It was a design competition, and I was one of the few, um, you know, we were against, I think, uh, three more uh, companies, and we, it was our turn to go and present, and I was the one that had to present. And although before that, I was telling my partners, uh, my male partners, that I think you should do it because we were presenting in Dubai, and I wasn't sure. Anyway, so I entered the room, and there were like 50 men, and half of them were dressed in the robes, and the first thought that came to me was, oh my goodness, this is absolutely the wrong strategy because you have a woman here presenting to 50 men, we're going to lose. Um, but nice, I mean, we won, of course, and we, we, we built the Dubai Mall. So the nice thing was, there was no discrimination. They accepted the scheme as it was. It was all about the design and the strength of the scheme. And so the strange story was about me, you know, feeling that I thought I would be discriminated against and being very pleasantly surprised and supported that there's no such thing, um, not even in a perceived environment like in Dubai. Well, um, in fact, we just have a couple of minutes left. So I, I, I wanted to ask, I want to invite you to come and continue the conversation with people who are interested and, and anyone in the audience who wants to continue on the, on the ABB stand. ABB are proud supporters of, of women in architecture. So if you're, we're going to have some champagne. So if anyone has any questions, hopefully I can entice you um, over there um, and the AR team as well. And we're going to continue it in the, in the other room, but do come and, and say hello. Um, I think you are three very inspiring role models, and I agree that you know you you are um, you know shining lights about why why we want to see partners and and, and leaders in the field. If you had one, uh, just in these final minutes, if you had one final piece of um, of advice to share, um, and I think Angeline, you've shared quite a good one about not limiting yourself, but uh, you know some words. I mean, one of our buzz phrases is about inspiring change. So if you could, in, you know, inspire some of the young women, um, what, what would you say to them? You got to start the other way. Oh, start the other way? Oh, sorry. Goncha, do you have a piece of advice or...? Uh, in fact, I told uh, some pieces of advices. Uh, I told that this, this, is, this profession needs devotion and uh, good strength of workout. It doesn't ha happen in a single day. You have to work out for years and years and years and without uh, skipping in at without stopping. So stick stopping. with it yeah. and, and prepare to be devoted. Angeline? I think specifically for uh, women architects, don't come into the industry expected to be treated differently like a woman. We're just, you know, uh, an architect in, in a world of architecture and just be a really good architect and don't expect to be treated differently. And if you are faced with being treated differently in a way you don't like, how, what's your coping strategy? I don't think you will if you don't ex have that expectation and you don't behave in that way. No one's going to treat you as if you're a woman and you won't be discriminated against. So just work hard, get on with it. Julie? It's, we're making it sound so easy. Uh, <laughs> pr uh, proceed with confidence. <laughs> there you go. Even, even in the face of not feeling confident? Yeah, fake it. <laughs> fake it. Okay, on that note, um, on the faking it note, 
do join us over on the ABB stand. It's straight ahead, um, uh, just in between the festival hall stage and um, and Grow's stand. Um, it'd be a pleasure to be there. And thank you very much. Thank you to all three of you for, for your candid sharing today, and um, and to everyone here for coming.